You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. Um, Just wanted to remind you that we are doing our Ditch the Shame series, um, which is a four-episode series on a shameless living coaching series. program that I did last year through a Facebook group. So these recordings are um, from that group. So I apologize if the quality is not great. Um, This is from a year ago, um, but still applies to resources, tools, scripture, um, just things that I use in order to run away from shame and run towards freedom. So I hope you enjoy week two and we'll be back next week with week three. Okay, I think I'm rolling now. Um, Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Um, As you can see, I got a little sunburn at the beach yesterday, so I'm feeling like like a little toit, like a tiger. But I got my coffee. I'm ready to go. Oh, it says be bold. That's what we should all be in this challenge. Um, I am loving the way that yesterday kicked off. I am so proud of y'all for coming in and into the group, writing out your story and writing out things that are real and hard that you struggle with. That's not easy. And I'm so, so proud and thankful for your bravery and willingness to really just dive in to this challenge. Like I said yesterday, the first step to healing from shame or to getting through those obstacles is to actually share your story. And a lot of you did that. And I'm so proud of you. It's, I was like in tears reading those. I was like, oh my gosh, there's breakthrough already happening just by writing those words down in this group. So awesome. So proud of y'all. Yesterday we went through this, um, we we went through what is shameless living. We kind of went through what is shame. I'm going to kind of reflect on the shame part, like what is shame? And then today, what I'm really excited about is we're going to be going through tangible, emotional, and spiritual tips and resources that we can apply into our lives. So some truths that we can replace the lies with um, so that when those feelings or those thoughts of shame creep into our mind, then we actually have something that's strong and firm to fight back against with. Um, so I'm really excited because today's a little more, um, basically get your notes out <laughs> because today's a little more detailed and how we can actually fight back instead of just this like idea in our head, we can actually put tools to it. Um, I'm, I'm very much like a doer. I'm, um, it's cool for me to like visualize, but I'm an implementer. So I need like, I need someone to like hand me the ideas and then I'm good to implement it. So that's kind of what today is for. And really the next three, well, until Friday, until the end, we're going to be giving more tools and tips and kind of be more interactive with that side of it. So just a reflection on yesterday, what is shame? Like I said, shame is the inner experience of feeling not wanted or being not wanted. And it's feeling worthless, rejected, cast out by either some part of society or some area of your life. So feeling like a castaway. 
um, not feeling like you belong. It's believing that something is innately bad or that you are innately bad or wrong. It's believing that you're not loved because you're not lovable. Let that sink in. Um, that's usually when we feel when we feel shame it's usually because it comes from a place of feeling not lovable in some area which is just absolutely not true you're absolutely lovable and you're so loved already so shame always carries with it this sense that there is nothing you can do to purge its burdensome and toxic presence like it's just stuck it's just gonna be there um i i've even said those words out loud many times like oh it's just something that's like always gonna I'm always gonna deal with I'm always gonna struggle with um, and yeah it's something that's always gonna creep try and creep back in that the enemy is gonna use to try and attack me but it's not always going to be there because now I am prepared with the armor and the weapons to fight against it um, another thing about shame just a reflection of yesterday is it isolates us if there's anything we can um, probably all relate to in the year of 2020 and really 2021 with this pandemic is that feeling of isolation, feeling like you you got se separated from your community. And whenever you feel isolated in something or you feel alone, then it kind of becomes this secret. And then it eventually like snowballs into a sense of depression, loneliness, um, feeling disconnected and that's not in God's original design either. So shame isolates us and it makes us think that if others knew the truth about us. So for me, when I was in my eating disorder, if other people knew, then they couldn't love me anymore. Um, it keeps us from being known and loved, which is why I'm so thrilled for those of you who shared and open up about your story yesterday because it now opens the door. It crushes the lie that, you know, if people knew this about me, then they wouldn't love me because what did you receive? You received affirmation and comments. You received little hearts and care <laughs> signs on your comments. So it doesn't, it's not going to isolate you if you let it out. Um, so that's just a reflection of yesterday. Some reasons that you might be experiencing body shame specifically, we're going to cover more body shame today. Um, there are so many reasons why you might experience that. The first is social media. Social media comparison is real. The struggle is real. Um, I have, I could do a whole like 24 hour talk on social media on here, but you would be very, very bored um, of me talking for that long. But essentially you are scrolling on your feed and you see these people who are living lives or living in bodies that you desire. Um, and it's all very curated. So they're putting out the best of the best of their lives and making you feel like this this hurt or this struggle or this grind that you're going through is only you. Nobody else experiences that kind of pain. When in reality, that social media timeline is isolating you even more by making you think that you're alone. Um, when you're not, people are just putting out their best, their best selves on social media. Um, we're, with for me with social media i've had to be really um i've had to be really aware of what triggers me while i'm scrolling 
Um, if there's certain body types that trigger me to maybe think I should restrict or I should, um, oh, I should exercise a little more today or I should try this routine even though I don't like it. Um, when those thoughts come into my head, which they do probably daily, I have to actually unfollow those people or mute those people. Um, and that is really freeing because then when you get back on your feed, you don't see it anymore and that trigger is gone. We talked a little, we're going to talk a little bit more about triggers on Thursday, which I'm really excited about. Um, but yeah, social media comparison is a reason why we might be experiencing body shame. Another reason is a number on a scale. All these things that I'm going through right now, we're going to go through on Thursday as well and reflect and kind of like dig deeper into ways we can nix those things out of our lives. So I'm not going to get too detailed here right now. Uh, but the number on the scale can um, make us experience body shame. Diet culture and diet marketing, it's everywhere. Um, I remember even getting pregnant. The first things that would pop up on my like For You page or when I would be scrolling, the ads that would pop up would be like, bounce back from your pregnancy body with this routine or this app or this diet. And... <laughs> oh. I don't need to bounce back. My body's doing a whole lot. Like, why is that targeting me? So a lot of it is things that necessarily, you can't necessarily filter out because diet culture and diet marketing, this multi-billion dollar industry are going to continue to like throw those arrows at you, um, which is why it's so important to have the blockers, the tools to guard yourself against that. So diet culture, diet marking, other people's words, even subtle words can affect you. Um, you know, someone shared in the comments yesterday that, you know, this nickname was given to them in middle school and it was a bully who gave them this nickname and it stuck with them. So it could be something that's like really intense, like a bad name that someone calls you, or it could be something really subtle. Um, it could be something like when you're in an exercise class and the coach says something like, let's say it's Thanksgiving week and the coach says something like, y'all better be sweating hard right now. Go harder because that turkey's coming. That, that kind of gives you, it kind of forms your mind and gives you this idea that the reason you exercise is to burn off the calories that you're going to eat instead of the reason you exercise is to remain strong and healthy and because you love moving your body. It's innately good to move our bodies. Um, so yeah, other people's words, um, maybe if you grew up in a, in a home where your mom dieted a lot or your mom talked about her body in a negative way a lot, it wasn't maybe intentional to target you in that way, but those words were then woven into your mind so that when you think about your body, you think those same thoughts. Um, and it could, it's not intentional. Most of the time it's not intentional by other people. They're not trying to hurt you. And the sad thing is, is that it's so ingrained in our society to talk about our bodies in this negative way or to talk about ourselves in this negative way that the intentionality of hurting other people isn't there. It just becomes like clockwork in the way that we think and talk. So it's really important for us in this five days to 
to target those words and erase them um, from at least from our vocabulary. We can do our part. We can't control everybody else, but we can do our part to make a difference in other people's lives, not just our own hearts when we speak negative words over our bodies, but when we speak negatively about our bodies in a community so that it, it people pick up on that. So we can we can nix that this week. Um, another reason you might be experiencing body shame is past trauma. I don't know what that looks like for you. Um, I brought up the bullying situation. It could be a bully. It could be um, some sort of sexual harassment. It could be um, uh, an intimate relationship you had with a partner where words were said or, or um, actions were made that were negative. Um, whatever past trauma it could be for you, trauma takes root and lives in our body unless we do the hard work of digging it out and getting rid of it. Um, if, if you have experienced some past trauma and haven't been able to talk about it, I highly recommend talking to a professional about that, like a therapist or a counselor, someone who's in that line of work to really dig that root out. Past trauma, if you don't deal with it, is going to continue to rear its ugly head um, and, and trigger you in different ways. So past trauma could be a reason or just this current season of life that you're in. I can speak into that and I know that some of you can probably relate to one, as you just grow up as a woman, you're as a human, but as a woman, I can relate to because I am one, your body just changes in different seasons, in different years of life. I'm now in my 30s. I've experienced this last year and a half. My body has been through the ringer. I had two miscarriages. I am now pregnant, um, seven and a half months pregnant, and my body has changed in ways that I didn't expect <laughs> or see coming. And that, this season of life, although so beautiful, because I'm carrying this child has been very difficult to manage at times because my body is changing. So current seasons of life, they can have this effect when you're not used to seeing your body in a certain way, they can have an effect on your mind. Um, so it's a lot of what we're going to do in this group too, is accept the fact that our bodies are meant to change with life. We're not meant to look like our, 16, 20 year old, 25 year old self anymore. I'm 32 now. I'm not supposed to look like I did when I was 25. My body's changed. My metabolism's different. My life experiences are different. My priorities are different. I'm not going to spend X amount of time in the gym because now I have more people to love on or more priorities to fulfill. I have a a job that takes more time. So life changes and our bodies change along with life. Um, and so we're gonna kinda learn how to accept that too. Okay, so today I wrote in the little title here that we're gonna go dive deeper into what ditching body shame looks like. And like I said in the beginning of this video, it's going to be, um, I'm a, I'm a, I like to do things. So I like you to tell me what I need to do and I like to implement them. So these are going to be things that you can implement. They're going to be tangible tips that we can use, emotional tips that we can use, and spiritual tips that we can use. Um, and then we'll wrap up with another challenge like we did yesterday um, so that you can actually apply those into your life. Um, okay, so first 
What are some ways we can ditch body shame in a tangible way? The first is throwing away your scale. If that's something that triggers you. For me, it triggered me. I threw away my scale in 2014 and I haven't looked back. It has been one of the most freeing, um, that was one of the most freeing purges <laughs> I had in my life was to get rid of that scale. Um, and it doesn't just stop there. If the scale is something that triggers you, then when you go to the doctor, they obviously weigh you first thing every time. And I haven't stopped going to the doctor, but I do tell them, can I turn around? Can I close my eyes? Or if I close my eyes, will you promise not to write the number of my weight on anything? Because it just, it just triggers my body. I have negative body image and I just don't want to deal with that. Every time I've said that, it's been so chill. Like the way I delivered it is like, hey, like I don't really want to see the number on the scale. Or you can just close your eyes and choose not to look at any paper that they write it down on. Um, and it's always been received well. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, I'm sure that that person who's, who's being forced to make you weigh yourself at the doctor's office experiences the kind of shame that you feel when it comes to your body. And they hate the scale too. I mean, who really likes the scale? So throw away the scale, that's a tangible tip. Another tangible tip is to delete calorie tracking apps. Um, I was addicted to my fitness pal for mm, four years. I logged everything. Um, and I know I'm not alone in this. I know there's people in this group right now who use my fitness pal or some sort of calorie tracking app and log every single thing that they eat. Um, I would go into, I mean, I would eat like a one tortilla chip at a birthday party and then immediately, instead of continuing to eat the chip, go into my fitness pal, look up how many calories that one chip was and if it was worth it to continue to eat chips. And then I would log that one chip. So those calorie tracking apps, they become this like kind of control over you um, because you see the numbers go in and you see the numbers go out when you exercise. And so you can kind of do the math and calculate, like, how do I cancel everything out so that I'm at a deficit, so that I'm losing energy? That's what calories are. They're energy. They're energy that we need. Our bodies need to feel sustained, feel fulfilled, feel um, like we have the proper nutrition. And the calorie apps eventually trick our minds into believing that they are God, like they know everything. So uh, for me, I deleted them, deleted all the my fitness pals, all the apps. Um, take off your Apple Watch or tracking device. I'm going to dig deeper into this on Thursday, but for me, my I wear an Apple Watch. For me, my Apple Watch is not a trigger for me. I know that. Um, the scale is and calorie tracking apps are, um, but my watch isn't. So knowing your triggers and be and being honest with yourself, like don't just say, oh, my watch doesn't trigger me when it really does, but just because you wanna keep wearing it and keep seeing you know, your activity throughout the day. Um, but if it is something that does get into your mind in a negative way, you know, watching those rings get closed, if, you, or if you're someone who goes to bed at night after you didn't close all your rings feeling guilty or ashamed about that, then maybe the Apple Watch is something that you need to take off for this season or whatever tracking device it is. Um, 
Another tangible tip is to write truths out on your mirror. I think I mentioned this yesterday or I don't know if I did. I, I love this tip. Um, I have a mirror that I get ready in every day and on it I have written down things in lipstick that are true about me. Um, innately true, just in my design or or things that have nothing to do with my physical appearance that are true about me. Like you're funny, you're gracious, you're generous, um, you make people laugh. Whatever that is, write it on your mirror and whenever you feel ashamed when you look in the mirror, because that's usually a big spot where we feel the most shame, you can look around your mirror and say, okay, I might be seeing or feeling this right now, but this is actually true. Or this is actually true. Um, that's really helpful and it's really simple. A lot of people will do post-it notes too if you don't want to write on your mirror. Like put post-it notes and stick them on your mirror. Or put post-it notes and stick them around your bathroom when you're getting ready. That's something. I used to put post-it notes on my computer, on my laptop. Um, that's something that could be really helpful too. Um, another big thing, and this is something that I really dealt with for a while, is to throw away old clothes that no longer fit you and buy clothes that do. I know I'm not alone in this. Um, when I started gaining weight from heal, when I was healing from my eating disorder, I held on to the clothes that I could wear, you know, the size zeros or the extra smalls that I could wear during my disordered eating phase because I thought, well, maybe one day I'll lose the weight again and get back there. Yeah, like I thought, okay, this is just a season of healing, but there might be a day when I go backwards and like, that's okay. So I held on to those clothes, not for months, y'all, for years. For years, I held on to these clothes that didn't fit. And I even had experiences where I would put the clothes, try and put the clothes on and they wouldn't be able to fit me, obviously, because I was gaining healthy weight back and I would lose it, break down in tears, freak out, like just have these panic attacks, emotional breakdowns because of a piece of cloth. Um, I let a gene dictate my emotions. And it sounds so silly to say that out loud, but I know we've all been there in some way. So throw those clothes away. Even if something in life happens where you do lose the weight and you become that size again in a healthy way, you don't need those clothes right now. Get rid of them. You can buy new clothes if that happens. And then also along buying the lines of buying new clothes, when you throw those clothes away, buy clothes that fit you well right now that make you feel comfortable. So if you don't feel comfortable and like, fitted dresses, don't buy fitted dresses. Buy those cute flowy boho dresses. Like buy something that you love that makes you feel comfortable in your skin. Not what everyone else is wearing, but what do you love to wear? I This tip, when I eventually put in all my old, old clothes into trash bags and donated them to Goodwill and they were out of my sight, you would be amazed at the amount of like weight that was lifted from my shoulders. It sounds so crazy or so simple, but it like was, it is simple to just throw away clothes, but it was life trans, tra life changing. It was transformative. Um, so those are some tangible tips. Emotional tips could be asking for accountability. 
Um, so bringing a friend into your story, y'all kind of did that yesterday in a beautiful way is sharing your story and asking for people to hold you accountable and things that you really struggle with. Um, so for me, when I deleted my fitness apps, I asked a close friend to ensure that I wasn't tracking calories anymore. And, and to, at first I asked her to do it in a really like annoying, obnoxious way. Like every day I want you to send me a text, like you good <laughs> to make sure I didn't track. And then I had to make a promise to myself to be honest with that friend. Um, I also started soul and, um, for somewhat of a selfish reason, because I wanted that accountability. So I knew that if I made my life's work, this idea of moving our bodies and loving the skin that we're in from a place of like shameless living. And if that was my mission in soul, then I had to be held accountable because now this is something that I've put my foundation on. And now there's all these other girls in here who are counting on me to uphold that mission. So accountability is key. Ask for accountability. You don't have to start a business <laughs> like soul and that be your accountability. But for you, it could be just reaching out to a really close friend or someone in this group and saying, Hey, will you be my buddy through this season? Here's my phone number. I'm going to DM you my phone number. Will you be my buddy? If I'm ever struggling, I'm just going to send you a text or could you actually check in on me like every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, maybe set a reminder in your phone and ask me if I'm, if I am counting calories today or not. Um, something as simple as that, anyone in this group or anyone in your life, if you came to them with that kind of vulnerability and honesty would be like, absolutely. I will definitely do that for you. Um, so ask for accountability, practice vulnerability, which we did yesterday, which was awesome. Y'all, I like seriously can't get over that. Um, sharing your story, telling people where you're at in this season, um, maybe telling people where you've been and where you hope to go seasons change. So a year and a half ago, prior to my miscarriages, I was, you know, feeling confident, feeling healthy. I was feeling like my triggers are gone. Nothing, you know, nothing, nothing can stop me now. And then I experienced miscarriage. It was a different season. Um, so in that season, I had to be vulnerable in a different and new way. So it's, it's not like you share your story once and you're done. It's that continuation of sharing where you're at in your life right now. Um, so practice vulnerability. Another emotional tip is to remember that no matter what size people's bodies are, we all experience shame. And I know that's like, how is that a tip? Like just telling us we experience shame, but it, it kind of broadens your horizon to realize that you're not alone in your shame journey. And also that your friends who are experiencing the shame, when you see your friends, you don't see what they see in themselves. And the same goes for you. When your friends look at you, they don't see what you see in themselves. Um, your friends don't see in you what you see in you. You are your worst critic. And so just remembering that, like this feeling, if you feel attacked by shame, this feeling that I'm feeling or this negative thought that I'm having, it's all me on me. So how can I work on me or how can I let people into this to know I need some help in this? Um, those are some emotional, so we went through tangible tips, emotional tips, and now I'm going to go through some spiritual tips. Um, I'm not sure what you believe. I mentioned this yesterday, but I am a Christian. And so these spiritual tips are going to be scripture um, from the Bible, um, 
whether or not you believe in the Bible or not, these are just beautiful truths that I don't want you to stop the video. I, I would love for you to keep listening um, just because they're just really beautiful. So I'm going to read some scripture over you that you can replace lies in your head with, um, with, with what is innately true about you, with what God says about you. So just bear with me. I've got a lot written down <laughs> scripture wise, but they're all really good. Take in the words. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. That's Psalm 139. All of Psalm 139 is a beautiful reminder of truth of how God created you and how he sees you. So that's, that is actually a piece of scripture that I've clung to for the last seven years. The whole book of one, or Psalm 139, the whole chapter is incredible. Um, next is Samuel 16, 7. First Samuel 16, 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way that you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at your heart. Um, 1 Peter 3, 3-4 through 4 says, Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. That kind of reminds me of the social media comparison I talked about earlier. It's like already, it's like in scripture, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago. Like don't compare yourself to other people. Um, you should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Um, the next piece of scripture is from Romans 12, 1 through 2. And it says, and so dear brothers and sisters, we can insert soul sisters. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. That's key. By changing the way you think, you can be transformed. And that's what we're doing in this challenge. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I love that scripture, Romans 12, one through two, write that down if you, if you um, wanna circle back to it. Um, the next one is from Psalm 34, four through five. This is the last one, I promise. <laughs> it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. It doesn't say just like a few of my fears. He delivered me, so he made me free from every single one of my fears. Maybe that fear for you is gaining weight. Maybe that fear for you is a certain type of food. Maybe that fear for you is wearing a certain type of clothing, going to a certain social setting. He can deliver you from all fears. Those who look at him, now note this, those who look at him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. 
This scripture, Psalm 34, four through five, has become one of my favorite verses to pray over soul because I want every single girl who experiences soul, whether it's in a workout or in a challenge like this, to know that they are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame in God's presence or in the presence of soul, okay? That Psalm 34, four through five, if speaking of things to write down on your mirror, write that down. Oh, thanks, Olivia. Yay, someone's in here. <laughs> I like never know if people are watching. I'm like so illiterate when it comes to technology, but yay, I'm so glad you're loving these scriptures. Um, yeah, so those are some good things that you can write down too on your mirror, like I said. Those are some good things you can write in your journal. Um, memorization of verses is also really good. Maybe not a long one like Psalm 139, but you know, something short that you can memorize so that when you have that negative thought, you can fight it back with, actually, my God says that I, my face should never be covered with shame and that he delivers me from all my fears, um, that he thinks I'm radiant. So these are, I didn't even memorize all the scriptures. I'm just picking out key parts. He says, I'm wonderfully made. Um, he says, I'm a new creation. He says he can transform me and renew my mind. I didn't memorize all the scripture, but I picked out those parts that are true. I can fight against those lies with truth. Um, okay, so we talked about ways to ditch the shame, tangibly, emotionally, spiritually. Um, now you gotta take action. <laughs> so your challenge today is to do one tangible, one emotional, and one spiritual tip this week and share it in the group. And I'll write in a separate post, I'll copy and paste all those tangible and spiritual and emotional tips down so that you can kind of look back on those. If you're like, I don't even know what a tangible tip is now. I like, she talked for 33 minutes. I can't remember. So you can kind of have those as like a tool and a resource. Um, but yeah, do one of each this week, not to, not today, this week though, those lies are going to creep in probably more than once. And so you can put those into practice, those tools and tips. Yes, Leah. Amen. Fighting temptations with scripture. That's what we're doing, sisters. Um, okay, y'all. Day two is wrapping up. I'm going to put this challenge in the group. And I love each and every one of you. Tomorrow, I am going to be doing a live workout. I'm gonna I'm gonna also put a post in the group today about like what time would be best. I'm gonna give a couple times and y'all can kind of vote on what time would be best for that live workout. It's gonna be body weight only. Um, it's going to be filled with a lot of energy. <laughs> and also we're gonna wrap up with a devotional. So it's gonna be mind, body, spirit kind of situation. Um, so if you wanna work out with me, then I will put those times, time options in the um, box. And if not, I will it will be posted to the page anyway, so you can do it anytime throughout the day. It'll be shared. All right, y'all. I love you so much, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Whoa.